Good evening. Have your Bible ready. The second letter of Peter. Second Peter. Several commented on this morning's sermon about the grace of God in Psalms. Your interest in that approach bears out what I said about our love for the Psalms and obviously our deep appreciation for the grace of God exhibited in that part of Scripture. Tonight, Second Peter, something occurred to me recently about Second Peter. I was preparing for a presentation in Dallas a few weeks ago, and I did a fresh read through Second Peter. And something stood out that I had not observed before, and I want to share that with you. I think it has value. I call this a study in sequence in Second Peter, all three chapters. A study in sequence in Second Peter. This will involve some reading a little longer than usual, but that's always good for us. As we go through Second Peter, I'll highlight how these three chapters are sequenced and connected, and out of that, practical lessons arise for each of us. In 2 Peter chapter 1, there is one main idea. Make every effort to supplement your faith. Listen please, 2 Peter 1, 3 through 11. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If... As Peter affirms in verse 3, God's power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. 
And he has, through the gospel, granted us precious and very great promises. Here's what each of us should be doing with our lives now. Supplementing our initial faith. Adding to our faith. The supplemental work of growing. Cultivating qualities of character. Like virtue, knowledge, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, love, and self-control. <clears throat> this is what people do who have this full recognition of divine power and divine promises. And this is what people do who want to live in the favor of the Creator through their response to Jesus Christ. And we know this because Peter wrote it, If these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We simply cannot be what we ought to be or do what God expects us to do nor enter the eternal kingdom if we're not growing as described here. Always living in this ongoing upward way of good spiritual health and progress. And I want to stress the way this is worded in verse 5. Make every effort. There's some task that we do in life that may not garner up every effort or diligence. But we do these things, but without a full heart of love for the task. I don't like to take out the garbage. I should be thinking that having garbage means we've been blessed with food and other products. But my heart is generally not in the task of transporting the garbage to the dumpster. Being a Christian demands full attention and heart of gratitude, devotion to Christ, and zeal with knowledge and hope so that I make every effort to grow and thrive and be ready to enter the eternal kingdom. Underline those words, make every effort. And this is much like what we studied in Bible class this morning in Galatians 6. You remember this? Those of you who were in that class, let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Paul and Peter are saying the same thing to us. Make every effort. Don't give up. Add to your faith. All right. Why do I call this a study in sequence? In 2 Peter chapter 2, that's all about recognizing false teachers and responding to error. I said there would be a long read here, 2 Peter chapter 2. 
But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. If he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. If, by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to extinction, making them an example of what's going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for as that righteous man lived among them day after day, he was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. Bold and willful, they do not tremble as they blaspheme the glorious ones. Whereas angels, though greater in might and power, do not pronounce a blasphemous judgment against them before the Lord. But these, like irrational animals... Creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction. Suffering wrong as the wage for their wrongdoing, they count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions while they feast with you. They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin, they entice unsteady souls, they have hearts trained in greed, accursed children forsaking the right way, they have gone astray, they have followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved gain for wrongdoing, but was rebuked for his transgression. A speechless donkey spoke with human voice, and restrain the prophet's madness. These are waterless springs and mist driven by a storm. For them the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved. For speaking loud boast of folly, they entice by sensual passions of the flesh those who are barely escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world, 
through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They are again entangled in them and overcome. The last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. What the true proverb says has happened to them. The dog returns to its own vomit and the sow, after washing herself, returns to wallowing in the mire. Well, there may be times in that that you wanted me to stop because it is ugly. It's not easy to read. Because it is about people who are not only not making every effort to supplement their faith, they are living the opposite way. Their effort is the opposite of those who seek the favor of God through Jesus Christ. False prophets denying the master, marketing sensuality, guilty of blasphemy, greed, bold and willful, eyes full of adultery like dogs returning to their own vomit. Hard to read, ugly, distasteful descriptions of people who are not making every effort to supplement their faith. They're living the opposite way. They've abandoned the faith. So, I'm seeing good people doing good things and growing and supplementing their faith in chapter 1, making every effort to do so. In contrast, in this next section, as we recognize false teachers and respond to them, we observe the opposite manner of life. Now, I have this question that drills down to the idea of sequence. What kind of people what kind of people are best equipped to recognize the false teachers? The people who are making every effort to supplement their faith. So the sequence is the good faithful people described in chapter 1 are equipped by God through their faithfulness to recognize and respond to the false teachers in chapter 2. To people in the world not faithful to God, they may all seem to think that what's in chapter 2 is remote, it's otherworldly. Who cares if they're false teachers? But to God's people who are consistently adding to their faith, we use the word of God to discern as we recognize what is false and we answer it with truth. Truth in life and truth verbally. Now, the next step we're going to take. There will be a time of final reckoning. When all of this will matter eternally. There will be a time of final reckoning when all of this will matter eternally. I'm now in chapter 2 at verses 11 to 18. I'm sorry, I'm in chapter 3 verses 11 to 18. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved... 
That's the Lord coming like a thief in the night. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness? Waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. What sort of persons should we be? And Peter and the other writers of the New Testament give answers. Holy, godly, patiently waiting for the coming of the day of God, being diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish, at peace. Verse 17 says, Take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people, thus losing your stability. And for every Christian, here is the bottom line. Verse 18 in 2 Peter 3. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Relationship with God is healthy and alive only when there's increase. Only when there's growth. What isn't growing is dying. So the question for me and the question for each of you, am I growing or dying? Only the most honest and complete ongoing self-examination leads to our answer. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So... Here's the sequence that I've been talking about. Those who make every effort to add to their faith, chapter 1, will be equipped by that faith to recognize false teachers and respond, and will be equipped by the activity of their faith to be the kind of people they ought to be in view of the final coming, the day of the Lord. That's Second Peter in a sentence. Those who make every effort to add to their faith 
are the ones who can discern false doctrine and be ready for the day of the Lord. And as we package all this together and reflect on it, let us never overlook to Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. You know, the New Testament books were given to be read and studied and used for our spiritual growth and wellness. And this is easy to follow in logical sequence for our thought and application. You can go back and define all the words and you can explore historical setting. You can analyze the grammar. You can read multiple commentaries and sources. But the Holy Spirit puts this before us in very simple sequence leading to direct application. Those who make every effort to add to their faith are the ones who can discern false doctrine and be ready for the day of the Lord. So, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory, both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Let's be standing as we sing.